Hi guys, welcome back to the show. Um, today's topic is going to be the Laws of the Skies by Gregoire Courtois. Greg Gregoire Courtois Courtois. Not sure. Um, I'm totally butchering the name. Even trying to get it right. Um, this book came out in 2019, and it is a French translation, um, and it's one of those books that I saw on Baker Reads from TikTok, and yeah, I, I, I'm one of those people that uses TikTok because sometimes you got to look for books that you don't know about or that you might not even... Um, You might not even have heard of that are either oldies or new and classics that just otherwise you wouldn't have found at the bookstore. Um, yeah, it, as I read through it, it was pretty much the darkest book I've ever read. Um, and it's one of those books that really sticks with you. I will go ahead and read the I will read the description of the book from the back and then I will give you my review and thoughts of the book spoiler free and then I will give you spoilers. Um so uh, without further ado, here's the back of the book. Once upon a time, a class of six-year-olds heads into the forest for a camping trip. The innocent children play games where they imagine monsters everywhere. The creaking of trees becomes a growl, a tree trunk becomes an ogre. But this fairy tale doesn't have, an ap have a happy ending. Monsters really do exist. Accidents, illness, the murderous impulses of a classmate. One by one, happily ever after evaporates for the children and their chaperones. As one by one, like all nature's creatures, they must learn the laws of the skies. Um, this story, reading through, it's really quick. Um, it starts you off at page seven as your beginning for the hard copies, rather, uh, as your starting point of the book, uh, it starts at page seven and there are page breaks between chapters. Um, some of the chapters are even short, like paragraphs and that's it. Um, and then it ends on page 148. So it's really like 140 pages. Uh, if not much less because of all the page breaks and the pages used for chapter or part breaks. Um, and that's kind of a vague description of what happens, but within the first pages, you really know that it's going to be a very bleak story. It's just a matter of how is it going to unfold? And it once it started it never stopped 
there was not a point in the book once uh, the violence began that you really had a break. Um, and it really did a good job with not only storytelling, but with portrayal of these characters. My main gripe with the book is that they made the kids six-year-olds, um, but gave them the mental uh, capacities of 10, 15-year-olds. Um, because once violence begins, they all start using knowledge that they were told not even a day, if not the day of this thing. And they all start having these really good survival skills, like following the trail out and trying to find shelter, uh, staying in shelter and not trying to drag more people into your safe place um, to avoid someone getting hurt um, in order to prevent yourself from being seen and others being hurt. Um, there's a lot of self-sacrifice in this book, um, especially from one of the characters, but they also write about love in a capacity that I don't believe six-year-olds can fully grasp. Um, I'll talk about that a little more in the spoilers, but it's, it's a lot more mature of an age than the reality of six-year-olds. My youngest niece is now seven years old. Um, and to think she would have any sense of survivor skills is kind of crazy. The, the, the kids, all of those kids have been raised very privileged. Um, and I feel like m much like the kids that are in this story, if they were faced with these challenges, they would fail at a much greater capacity uh, because that's just not the realism of the age is not what the characters do in the book. Um, yeah. If he aged them up, it would have been a fantastic read, but I kept going back to just disbelief in how mature these kids are acting because sure traumatic events make you grow up faster, but the way that they think in a matter of, in a, in a crisis point um, just isn't the way that most children act at all, even in a crisis point. Um, so it threw me off and when reminded of these ages, it just kept putting me back into, well, that's not how they would actually act as children. That's not the way that children think, especially at that age. Um, but other than that, I thought this book was going to have 
fairy tale elements, imaginary things. I thought the murderous um, inclinations of the classmate whose name is Enzo would be much more on a fantasy scale um, and that the fantasy elements would be throughout the book. None of that was really there except for kids playing a game of fantasy to distract themselves from the dire situations uh, until that point fails. Um, and it was only one small group of kids that played this game of fantasy, fairy tale uh, world um, in this whole book. And it's out of 12 classmates, three of the kids are that weird little side group. It's not a main part of the story and the elements aren't there outside of them. So it kind of throws you for a loop when you first read it. And it's kind of a, I wasn't expect, I was expecting this book to go one way, but it happened the other way. Um, which oftentimes is good for me. This, this didn't hit the same had it had that little supernatural or fantastic element to it. Um, and then the use of space in this book was fantastic. They make this forest, which is only a small ways from the road that they came in on. Um, I think it was like a thousand meters or something. Nothing. It's not, it's not that far. Um, and wow, my American education, my public school education did not do me well because I don't even think a thousand meters is what I'm thinking of. Um, no, it's, it's less than that. It's, it's a small distance though. Um, they made it feel like it was miles and miles away. Um, but it was only a short run to even get outside of the campgrounds and back onto the main road. Um, but they use the space and they use the element of the forest as its own character, which was really cool. Um, and then there's a seven page, uh, description in first person of a very horrific incident that is fantastic. I've never, <clears throat> never once thought of that situation. And it's one of those situations that stains you. I will talk about that in the spoilers as well. Um, most of what my spoilers are going to be are the way that people die and my <clears throat> reactions to that. Um, this book was in some ways devastating, but in other ways, it's one of those books that you just had to keep reading to see what happened. You knew what was going to happen, but you didn't know how. Um, that's probably the best kind of horror novel. Um, I will 
say because of the age bothering me so much i my my rating is down uh it would have been a five-star novel had he aged them up uh and made them more believable or they put him in a situation that was more believable but because the age is kind of so unrealistic i have to drop it down to a 3.5 um it would have been a five star, but it, it really reflecting on it. It really bothered me. Um, it's just some things you can overlook, but this, it, it just didn't read right in that age. I had to keep insisting. No, they're like 10. They're like 12. They're twice the age that they, that the writer said. Um, but overall, this is a book that you should go out and find you should go out and purchase read listen to um if it had been aged up i could even see this just being the saddest and darkest like horror movie ever um i while reading this i thought it was kind of gonna turn out to be like almost like a lord of the flies situation where all the kids were stranded and they had to figure out how to survive um and then it turned into just a manhunt kind of book and it was interesting seeing the characters go through it um which is the biggest reason why i recommend it is it throws you through loops that you don't even consider there's i wouldn't say plot twists but there are events that turn out differently than how you expect and it winds up being very hard to read in a good way um and i liked at certain points he makes you reflect on the fact that you're reading this and you just can't help but continue to read this as a curious reader I liked that element, um, but, and he, he kept mentioning, you're just going to dread this, this experience and you're just going to keep reading it, but you just can't help but read it. Um, and that just made it even a better reason to keep going for some reason in my head, the morbid curiosity just went and ran with this uh conversation he had um so to speak um so yeah those are my thoughts without spoilers and for those of you that do not want any spoilers i will just give you my updates right now um this is at time of recording it this is friday um and the boogeyman just came out i just so happened to have money to order night shift and i'm going to be reading the boogeyman and within the next week i'm going to be watching the film after reading that short story um don't know when i'm gonna find the time to do it but i will and then i will be releasing that review and then on sunday 
which is the 30th anniversary of Jurassic Park. I'm going to be doing a review of the book, the film, and then a comparison of the two. Um, so if you guys can manage what's about 15 hours on Audible or whatever audiobook that you guys read, or just one hell of a long book, uh, otherwise, um, read along and then hear my thoughts. Give me your thoughts. Um, those will be the next two releases. I have a few more recordings I'm going to be doing within the next week or so because I have plenty of books to catch up on with you guys because I've read and watched shows and movies in the time that I have not been recording. Um, so yeah, follow me at somewhere in horror underscore podcast on Instagram, comment on my shit, message me, give me your thoughts on my podcast. If you want, um, if you want me to promote your shit, feel free to hit me up. If you want to be a guest on the show, there's just give me a subject or we can just shoot the shit one day over zoom or whatever you want to communicate on. And yeah, I mean, it's as simple as that. I'm not hard to reach. I'm not one of those people that's going to make you pay for me to talk about your shit. Um, it'd be cool to be paid to do this, but I just love like all things in the horror genre. Like it's just something I, I like doing. Um, and someone to talk to, which is you guys, but talk back, talk to me. Um, yeah, that's all I really got to say. I hope you guys have a great day and great rest of your week, month, year, and that you get shit, get the shit that you need to get done, done. Um, so yeah, now I'm going to go into spoiler talk. Um, the first page of this book sets the expectation uh, simply by the last three lines. And there you have it. The children were on their way. They would never return. You knew from that point on that these kids were doomed. Even if you guys read the back, um, most people will talk about on TikTok and their reviews that they it's very clearly clearly stated that it's just a doomed story to begin with um and really you're just waiting for how it all unfolds um one of the main thing the the full spark of the story is one of the chaperones gets sick out of the three of them. So the other mother winds up walking her to the main road uh, during the daytime and getting her husband to drive her home, uh, leaving the teacher alone with all 12 of the students. And from that, all hell breaks loose. 
um, the husband is a drunk driver and gets distracted, so to speak, um, with the other chaperone in the car and he crashes and they drown. Um, she's too weak to move and he winds up basically dead on impact. So she is doomed to drown. The other chaperone is lost in the woods and all while this is happening, um, the teacher's trying to calm the children, but he decides to tell like the most unbelievable story, which is about the laws of the skies. Um, to this group of six-year-olds. Basically, it's a rat that wants to learn to fly, and once he does, the seagull that always talked down on him showed him the sky once, and then all of the birds of that region tear at him and force different pains on him, including gouging the rat's eyes out, dooming him to darkness for the rest of his existence because he broke the laws of the skies um most campfire stories in general have a fable kind of meaning behind them there's like an allegory within it but this one is just so dark you're like what is the purpose of this story is it to stay in your own lane is it not to overreach your expectations or your hopes. Um, but whatever the matter, it disturbs all the children and it distracts them all while Enzo, who is a psychopath who gets in trouble for killing insects in front of a little girl and playing with the guts of said insects um, comes from behind the teacher and bashes his brains in. This is what sparks all of the events of the story. All of the kids start navigating through the forest. Most of them know the right way, but they don't stay on path. Or the two girls that make it out wind up getting obliterated by a semi-truck who stops, looks around, doesn't see their bodies as they have flung or been just demolished figures. It was a deer and just keeps moving. Um, there's one kid that has been profusely bullied. I believe his name was Lucas and he was in his own head cannon waiting until they are praising him for his daring, uh, escape from the situation only to come back and save them all. Um, but he took the wrong turn somewhere and falls into a ravine, shatters his legs instantly. And then while he's flipping, he sh slams his head into a rock, knocks out and gets his spine compressed. Um, there's one other kid that's running away from a situation after he killed a friend um, winds up breaking his legs because of a branch and he gets snuffed out by Enzo. Uh, that one's kind of hazy. Honestly, it's not that it wasn't descript. It's that it's been a minute since I've read the book. 
but I remember him being choked out, but not why he didn't fight back. Um, and the whole reason the other kid killed his friend was because out of the three of them, two boys and one child, one girl, um, he had a crush on their female friend and the other friend convinced her to swim across a lake and try and get to the other side so she can escape and get help. She is a six-year-old girl in cold weather in the forest at night who didn't see the distance she was actually swimming and she drowns. So in a fit of rage, the other friend is beaten to death by the one that she, he, oh my gosh, I lost my wording, um, beaten to death by the one that had a crush on her. Um, it made it very hard to believe, especially because that is a very deep emotion and a very deep reaction that, again, if you aged it up, it would make sense. But at six years old, crushes are not like that. Um, it, it it bothers me because like the capacity to love and understand romance at that age is not there. And he writes it like it's this profound first love that they understand is this profound thing, which at that age, most people don't know what any of it is. Um, it's, it's a weird insert and a weird reason for another character to take action. Um, and it really just threw me off. Um, so other kids die from food poisoning because they eat very toxic berries because they're starving. Um, another one gets killed by Enzo. The other chaperone gets kind of dragged in by Enzo's childlike behavior only for him to once again kill this time for a very stupid reason which is she tries telling him a story to try and soothe him and he doesn't like the story um but it's kind of weird in general um the main death that bother like that gets to me the seven page descript death that i was speaking of is the death of enzo um he just got done fighting an exhausted child and he gets knocked out and tied up by the child. So the child, so that Enzo doesn't manage to trick him and come back to consciousness and kill him. Um, but Enzo being tied up with backpacks um, winds up being woken up by a boar devouring his flesh. You get a very descript and graphic detail in the first person of what it is like to be eaten by a boar. Um, bits and pieces of you ripped out 
and it is very interesting, very dark, very grim. And it's one of those elements that stains your memory. Um, it's, it's a good element and I got to praise him for that description of this boar eating this, this person. Um, it's not a fate that you'd really want anyone to go through, but it also brings a weird question of, did the kid deserve that death? Uh, do you deserve to die at all? Um, he's gone through profound abuse at home and as such he is psychotic to the point where he believes what he is doing is just a natural way of the world because his father abused him so he has that same power that his father has um which again isn't really the case but it makes you question the emotions you have while reading about this child's demise uh this villain's demise and it's really well done again the only thing i have a gripe with in this book is that the age is unbelievable and outside of that it's a near perfect book um highly recommend it like i said and yeah those are my thoughts on the story those are the spoiler talk of the story if you guys want to keep listening to my stuff feel free to follow me again at somewhere in horror otherwise have yourselves a great life <laughs> thanks for listening guys bye bye